Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of podcast Unfiltered, which is a Castbox original show. This is the podcast for you if you are interested in insider stories of podcasts and amazing podcasters. I'm your host Vijay Gautam, and I would like to thank you for joining us as we bring you everything that goes behind the curtains to put together a podcast. This week, I'm chatting with Amar Vyas. Amar is co-founder of Gatha Story, which is home of a bunch of great shows, including widely popular storytelling podcast, Bal Gatha. They currently have eight podcasts on topics ranging from book publishing to fairy tales and stories in between. On this very interesting conversation with Amar, we discuss piloting the podcast before launching it, streamlining the process of podcast production, and how Amar and his wife Minu manages to run eight podcasts on side of their days off. Let's dive in. Amar, thanks for joining me today. Hey Vijay, it's a pleasure. Thanks for the invite and really excited to be on the show. It's an absolute pleasure in having this conversation with you. I was so looking forward to this. So Amar, when did you start podcasting? Uh... Our first podcast episode at Gatha Story was recorded in September 2015, so a little over three years now. Oh, you started only in 2015, but That's you said right. you were listening to them since 2002, 2003? Yeah, so, you know, those were the days uh, I was back in the U.S. at that point in time, and uh, uh, I used to work in construction, so, you know, which can get as boring or, or as exciting as the day uh, goes. And I was kind of missing out on this, uh, you know, something to listen to while I was on my commute. And you can't really listen to the uh, same set of songs over and over again. I think it was Avril Lavigne who was hot, like whose songs were hot at that point in time. So, oh, I, yeah, I remember <laughs> me as a kid, those, you know, big kids who went to college had Avril's poster pasted all over the wall of their room. And when you took her name, you know, those <laughs> posters came like a flash in front of my eyes. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, that's what happened. And, uh, you know, again, those were the days where uh, you didn't really have USB, uh, you know, adapters or you didn't even have USB keys. So it was a matter of downloading the episodes, burning everything onto a CD or a, or a rewritable CD and then, you know, put it in your car and, and listen to the episode. So that's how I got started. And... Um, I was introduced to quite a few good shows. And, and at that point in time, uh, again, similar to what's happening in India now, and I'm sure we'll talk about it as we go along, a lot of radio shows were uh, repurposed as podcasts. You didn't really have very many native shows. So there was this uh, show called uh, CEO Exchange, which was actually the audio feed of a TV show, uh, wherein they would get two CEOs from two different businesses. Uh, but they would have some common themes. So, for example, you know, CEO of Nordstrom and Starbucks, the common theme being that they are both from Seattle, you know. So uh, they would ask, uh, you know, the, the host would ask them questions, their perspectives on leadership, business, etc. And I was like, I, you know, here I am in my hard hat and work boots and listening to CEOs talking about it. And I said, hmm, maybe I want to be a CEO someday. So why don't I listen to some more business shows? And, you know, that's how the whole kind of journey got started. And along the way, uh, I discovered a few shows. I think this was 
closer to 2007 and 2008 when I discovered a couple of shows uh, coming out of India. So there used to be this lady, Meera Shridharan. She had a show on social issues and then, of course, Kiruba. So Kiruba and I also happened to, uh, you know, we did our second show under Kamakshi Media Ogata Story on digital marketing. So, yeah, uh, you know, that's how the the whole listening, uh, you know, journey evolved. So uh, depending on the phase of life I was in, you know, preparing for my MBA, so listen to a lot of shows. Along those lines, uh, you know, out of B-School into energy consulting. Now, can I do something which is, you know, which is completely different from my day-to-day job just so that, you know, that intellectual stimulation is there. So started listening to a lot more shows that dealt with book writing, etc., etc. And, you know, one fine day before I knew it, uh, My Kitab Podcast was born, which was our first show, which was on, uh, you know, how to publish and market your books. You said you have been listener of podcasts for quite some time. And when did you first have the idea of starting your podcast and what got you into Kids Storytelling Podcast? Wow, that's actually a story in itself. And I don't know if we have enough time on this show, which I do. (laughs) If the story is too long, then you can put that out as an episode of Balgatha. I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) We, We could probably give that a try. Let's talk about how we got started with uh, My Kitab podcast. So around uh, the last quarter, so around August or September of 2015, at that point in time, I was uh, with Amazon, kind of setting up their warehouse infrastructure here in India as a program manager. And uh, there was a lot of travel, a lot of, you know, I, I hardly stayed at home. So reaching a point in life wherein I had to take a decision saying that this cannot go on, I need to do something else. So my wife and I actually around October of 2015 uh, took a a week off. We went to Pondicherry or Puducherry. We literally sat, you know, along the beach for days all together and we talked Mm -hmm. saying that if not our careers, then what, you know? Then we also talked about things like what is it that excites us in life? Uh, What is it that uh, we both like doing? As we got to that point in the conversation, we both realized that we are we both are audiophiles and we love listening to podcasts. So then we said, hey, why don't we give it a deep, hard look? You know, by then, like I said, I'd already recorded one or two episodes, but that was more for testing purposes. Mm-hmm. And once we realized that what are the, you know, once we started looking and you're a podcast coach, uh, which I, so you know, it does require a certain set of skill sets. Sure. It's not just about audio recording, production. It also involves marketing, you know, outreach, community engagement, et cetera, et cetera, right? There's a whole lot of things that go with every episode, yeah? So the moment we we listed down all the skill sets required, we both said, hey, this is literally, uh, you know, reskilling ourselves and learning something completely new. This is what we should be doing. And that's how... Kamakshi Media, the you know that's the name of the company, and Katha is the brand that was born. Mm-hmm. Then comes the question, you know, what was the first show? How did we get into My Kitab podcast? Since at that point in time, I was listening to about fifteen or sixteen different shows on book publishing, and since you know I'm a published author myself, I was thinking about you know what is should be the second book that I write or the third one. How do I you know what can I do differently? One thing I consistently noticed was that all these shows were too US or UK centric. There was very little information about India, right from things like where do I find a publisher? How do I market? Where do I get ISBN? Mm-hmm. Can I do ebook only? What about audiobooks? You know, a lot of questions uh, that are still getting asked. And in fact, I do spend quite a bit of time on Quora answering those questions. Mm-hmm. 
those questions were still there three years ago. In fact, there was a lot less information at that point in time. So I told my wife, uh, Mrunal, uh, that, uh, hey, uh, let's do a show on book publishing in India, which was like, you know, first of all, podcasting three years ago, three and a half years ago was niche. Over and above that, we were thinking of book publishing, which is even more niche, True. right? Uh, so, but that's how we got started. I said, if we don't do this, we will not be able to really work our way up because it's easy, always easy to build up. Again, I, I guess coming from construction side of things, if if it's not easy, I don't want to do it. Uh, so three months or four months into My Kitab podcast, uh, we were thinking, what's the next show that we can launch? We had already published about 50 episodes of My Kitab by then because we were uh, doing three episodes a week at that point oh, wow. in time, which, yeah, it was kind of crazy. crazy. Uh, because we launched My Kitab with 50 recorded episodes. So, you know, there was enough pipeline, enough inventory. But what we realized was that we were probably offering too much to the market than they could absorb, mm -hmm. right? So we recalibrated, brought it down to two shows. So one was interview, another one was a news-based, what's happening in the publishing space, okay. for example. Mm -hmm. And at around that time was also like late March, early April, so my wife and I started thinking, what's the next show we should do? And, you know, she was talking to a few of her peers and, you know, friends and everyone kept saying, oh, now it's summer vacation time. I don't know how to keep my child engaged. Mm -hmm. And that's how the idea of a show for storytelling came up for kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, we hadn't even named it at that point in time. But uh, it was, I think, a combination of circumstances that actually led to the show being launched. Here's, uh, you know, in, in hindsight, it, it just sounds crazy as if, you know, it was all scripted. But those days I used to go running and we used to live in this uh, gated community uh, north side of Bengaluru. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, Biju, my then, uh, you know, running partner, uh, and I were, were running one fine day. And after a run, he said, just ask me, so what else is going on with you in life? And I said, hey, we are looking at launching this second show this will, will be kids storytelling show and his eyes lit up and he said, hey, why don't you talk to my wife? You know, so she's a primary school teacher. They have uh, at that time they had a 10 year old and a four year old, mm -hmm. uh, two boys. And Shiral incidentally had done a children's audiobook recording in the past. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like, you know, it doesn't get crazier than this. Mm -hmm. Right. So we said, then we said, okay, great. Now we found a narrator. We did a couple of test runs and it just worked out very well. Mm -hmm. uh, then the question was, how do we go about it? We started looking around and, and here's where the marketing aspect comes into picture, right? Uh, we were still new. We still are. But at that time, we were relatively unknown. Imagine approaching a parent and, and telling them, hey, would you like to listen to our stories? And the first question would be, what sort of stories are these? Mm -hmm. And when we would say, okay, these are children's stories, stories with morals, you could immediately see their eyes glazing over or they would, you know, tune off or they would start yawning or mm -hmm. something. So we said, why don't we go with something that is known mm -hmm. and build on that again, rather than going with something that's completely unknown, yeah. right? Slightly contrarian to how we had launched My Kitab. And we said, most people, parents in India know Panchatantra, they know Chatak, they know Hitopade stories, Aesop's fables, you name it. Uh, that's what we will start the show with. So in last week of April 2016, we recorded about 25-odd episodes, equal, well, 30 episodes, equal number in English and Hindi. We formed this WhatsApp group of parents, about 50-odd parents, mm -hmm. and we told them that from 1st of May till 10th of May, every day you would get one new story, alternating in English and Hindi, mm -hmm. 
it will be delivered to you or we will send it out to you at 7 o'clock in the evening, which is close enough to bedtime. And you give us your feedback. And halfway into the experiment, most parents came back and said that uh, either do only English or do only Hindi. We don't want both. That's when we knew that we are talking to two different, you know, two distinct markets. So we probably need to segregate the the feeds. Mm -hmm. Uh, but more importantly, they said uh, a daily news story is actually, again, an overkill. Uh, two stories a week is good enough. And that's how on 15th of May, uh, or rather relatively early June, we ended up launching Balgata. Well, that's interesting. And I think you have made a brilliant point there, reaching out and running that pilot before you actually launch your show, right? That's super important for new podcasters or people who are looking forward to launch their own podcast, testing out the market and actually putting your podcast out to a small group or pilot group of listeners and getting that feedback and improvising your show accordingly. Like, hey, what do you want to listen more of in this podcast? And what do you want to listen less in this podcast? And based on that feedback, just get back on the drawing board and, you know, just make those changes and then learn. So I just loved the idea of how, uh, you know, you you did that. So that's, that's amazing. That's quite a learning there for people who are looking forward to launch their podcast uh, soon. Yeah. And also another another thing, Amar, that you mentioned was you batch record a lot of episodes before you actually put them out. So could you share a bit of uh, motive behind that, like recording 50 episodes without releasing a single one? Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure like that definitely helps in building up the consistency and you don't have to skip an episode for another year if you are releasing a weekly show, right? But also it saves a lot of your time. Like, I mean, you work in a, a bulk and then you are done for an entire entire year, mm. right? So uh, No, I, I was just smiling when you were when you were mentioning all this, right? 50, I would not recommend this number to anyone. Anyone. Yeah, that's crazy. Because I mean, I mean, if, if the moment you say, hey, first get those 50 episodes ready and before you launch, then I'm sure that that show is never going to be launched unless it's somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, I think in, in our experience, uh, batching, we still do it. I mean, batching is the way I, I can't see any other way of doing it, particularly when you're trying to standardize your processes. Uh, also works very well. Uh, you know, again, Probably down the line, we'll talk about our team structure as well or setup. But when you're batching it, that's help. that helps in working with uh, your extended team as well because then they can allocate their time rather than a piecemeal. They also are able to batch it. But coming to your point uh, about uh, 50 episodes, I think in our experience now, the number is closer to 1515. It's not 50. Again, it will depend on the length of the episode or length of the show. Anything around 15 minutes or so being the upper limit. You should go between 12 and 15 episodes. And the reason for that is that, uh, you know, if we, if we and we also follow uh, the, you know, the TV model of a season, right, of 13 episodes. So when you're launching, you launch typically with three or five episodes, True. right? And if you have, if you're recorded 15 episodes, uh, that gives you that continuity for pretty much a season, right? If you launch with three, if it's five, then we recommend recording about 18, one, eight episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything more than that, I think, Four or five episodes is more than enough uh, for a couple of reasons. For every incremental minute of recording, uh, you do have to invest significantly in, uh, and, and again, a bit of a repetition of what Amit had mentioned in his uh, interview, right? That the time adds up everything from curation to production to uh, post-production, you know, marketing, et cetera, et cetera, right? So if we, if we build your model completely around saying that I'm only going to do shows around a certain threshold, 
that also helps your audience to mentally accept that, okay, this is the duration for which I'm making a time commitment. So uh, that's one way of looking at it. Second is uh, what we are experimenting now more and more. We record only two episodes and we actually put them up uh, now as a private, you know, whatever feed on uh, either our own website or on SoundCloud or wherever. So it's like not very well known at this point in time. But uh, that's also a great way of uh, reaching out to your potential audience. And uh, so there was this show, there is this show, uh, Startup Nibbles, uh, that we launched in September as a as a beta. Ten episodes, so in three and a half to four minutes, you can get like a, a high-level summary of what's happening in the startup world in India, right? So nibble size news, and that's why we called it Startup Nibbles. Now, uh, two distinct sets of audience again. You know, there was a group uh, and and almost 50-50, okay, uh, split down the middle. Uh, So if you're talking about the the urban professional, you know, between around 25 years of age, etc., etc., they love the idea of a nibble-sized news saying that, okay, you know, in five minutes I get what I need Mm -hmm. to know, right? But if you talk to the investment bankers, the consultants, the analysts, the the MBAs, right? Mm -hmm. They wanted depth. depth yep. So the point arises that, okay, there is now there are two distinct markets here again. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, if there was to be somebody who is willing to sponsor a show, then, you know, work with an analyst who, who could actually prepare every episode as a deep dive, you know, in-depth sort of a coverage, and then go ahead and produce that show, then there is an audience for it. But in the meantime, Startup Nibbles has its own audience, right? So Episode number three of Startup Nibbles gave us that signal without really having to go ahead and, you know, produce 15 episodes. Mm. Yeah. And then finding out that, oh, you know, I am ex- I can probably get only half the number of listeners that I was anticipating because the other half wants depth. They don't want uh, just a summary. So this is something you just don't put out on public, but you just publish it privately and ask a close group of target audience to come and listen to that. So those people discover that so by themselves. So so when you're creating your show uh, structure, right, and, and I'm sure, uh, you know, if, if a lot of the audience are not doing it, I would very highly recommend mm-hmm. six, you know, five questions, who, what, when, where, why, how. Mm-hmm. So actually six questions, right? Uh, typically on a one page, I actually write down these six questions, you know, what is the show about, who am I doing it for, you know, when, when as in, you know, what's the frequency or when, what is the date of launch, sure. where as in what channels, right, why I'm doing it, uh, doing this show, right, uh, the control, the corollary to that would be, why would the audience be excited to listen to this show, yeah, yeah? And how is, you know, how do I go about it in the sense, what are the immediate next steps, right? So when you're preparing the brief or the cheat sheet for every new show, uh, it it kind of becomes uh, important uh, to also identify who your target audience is. And then, you know, either within your immediate networks or extended networks, jot down a list of 10 or 20 people who are or who could be your target audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think around 20 people, you typically get like a 50% conversion. Like, you know, some people may just say, uh, so it's it's almost similar to getting, you know, chasing people for reviews for your books or yeah. for your podcast. So, okay, so it's, it's no different that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, understanding that people are busy, they may not have the time, they may have other priorities, etc, etc. And of course, you know, if we, if we keep rolling out one new show every six months or four months, then definitely people are not going to entertain you anymore. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but the thing is that uh, it's, it's extremely important to get that validation from that uh, in that uh, target audience. 
because your show will be built around this core demographic profile right sure. so for balgatha typically it is you know uh, parents with young children 25 to 45 years of age urban indian using their mobile phones 70% of them are mothers you know yeah. Th- that initial group of 50 parents on whatsapp was very similar to what we are seeing two and a half years down the line yeah, you know absolutely. whether it was the first 100 listens or now we are close to what now i think 600 or 650 uh, you know k listens or something like that uh, whatever the number is mm-hmm. profile has not changed significantly it may so that's that's why i said that it's extremely important to get that validation all right that's interesting so on also i pretty much like this idea of uh, surveying and uh, piloting your show and uh, having at least 10 episodes is something that i recommend to my own students like have at least 10 episodes before you go live so i was looking at the you know different podcasts that you have done and you know that are lined up to be released so are you also looking at starting a podcast network ah <laughs> <laughs> uh... you know if you are in bengaluru and if you are talking to people uh the the word is platform oh. right uh <laughs> some day some day right now i think we are we are more focused and we are actually super excited by the shows that we are working on mm-hmm. uh see network would probably work when you got 50 60 shows under your belt already because that way you have something to offer to uh you know well it's not one set of audience that you're catering to or even if it's that one uh, person but depending on the time of the day the phase of life that they are in they may want either some you know general entertainment entertainment you know deep dive summary you name it yeah, right true. and again language may also prefer uh, may also vary i'm sorry so uh, our focus right now is actually to do shows in more languages and more number of targeted shows mm-hmm. now uh you know towards the end of 2019 we are at the close of 18 so maybe 12 or 13 months from now uh from the current 8 or 9 shows we are looking at we should probably be around 25 shows still not enough meat for us or enough core number of uh, shows for us to have our own network right so yeah from that point of view we are probably 2 or 3 years away mm-hmm. uh having said that uh it comes it kind of becomes an interesting existential question mm-hmm. okay so when we started out again 2 or 3 years ago everyone asked why don't you have your own app or will you ever have your own app right yeah. uh the question is as a podcaster you know what is your purpose or what's your uh, primary purpose for existence in in this world right are you creating marketing distributing content uh audio content or uh if you also have an app is your job to actually focus on the app development uh, you know asking people to download the app then chasing the metrics seeing what are the uninstall ratios what is the, what are the user engagement numbers etc etc yeah it's a completely different business model uh, there are very few that's why you might have seen very few podcasters have been able to do both and conversely if it's a if it's a podcast aggregator slash an app very few of them have actually ventured into originals and it's only happening now right because it's a very different uh, thought process or a business model now coming to the question of a network uh, i see again an app as a subset of the network uh, it will actually result in a lot of similar thinking that the moment you're talking about network you're worried about not just content that you con- you can control and i'm not saying like i'm yeah i am a control freak in a way but i'm saying about you know span of control right mm-hmm. what shows uh, you know whether you want to cater to a particular demographic do you want really uh, you know politically uh, motivated slash uh, you know politically sensitive content on your on your network etc etc 
Then comes the issue of uh, advertisers. Uh, then comes the issue of tracking metrics. Uh, you would ne- need uh, it'll have to be more of a broadcast orientation rather than a you know content creation and distribution orientation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to put it slightly differently, if one were to think like an entrepreneur. Uh, a network will actually force you to look at yourself more as a B2C kind of a network. Uh, and, and then it comes typically as a, you know, if the business is making enough money, good for you. Uh, otherwise, you know, raise funds, you know, 10x, 100x scale, etc. Cetera, et cetera. The typical VC funded model uh, kind of becomes your business focus. On the other hand, if you're looking at a, at a certain number of shows, uh, then you can probably look at a lifestyle business also that can come out of podcast. Mm, yeah. yeah, interesting. So I know it's 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 very complicated answer to the question that you asked, but uh, <laughs> like I said, that uh, it'll totally depend. Yeah. And and I'm not saying yes, and I'm not saying no either. Mm-hmm. Let the business or let the idea evolve, evolve itself. And yeah. and you know who knows? Three years down the line, I may have the same answer or. Uh, you know, uh, it may be a completely different answer. Yeah, we are open for opportunities, right? So let's see what the future <laughs> holds. Yes. You have got your days off and your wife has days off and you are now talking about eight podcasts before, like we started recording, you were talking about eight podcasts. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't handle one podcast properly with my days off and now you are talking about eight podcasts. So walk us through how you get so productive and what's your secret recipe there? Uh, I wish there was a secret recipe, but... Uh... Well, I was not productive with a single show either, right, when I started out. But here's the key. I think standardizing the process is the key. Okay, there is no other secret recipe for it. Uh, If you, and and again, you know, earlier I was in uh, construction and and I do have a lot of operations and sort of manufacturing inclination. So for the creatives who are listening to this show, I don't mean any offense. But if you look at podcast production from a manufacturing or a factory production model, you are going to have raw material. You're going to have a, you know, an assembly line or a facility where the processing happens. And then you're going to have a finished product. So, uh, and if we were to complicate the, uh, the analogy a little bit more, you may have multiple sources or suppliers. And then you may have multiple factories. You may have multiple warehouses where the finished product goes. And then, of course, you have multiple distributors, right? Think of podcasting as like a car factory, you know, multiple vendors for tires, axle, et cetera, et cetera. Multiple factories. Maruti has now in Gurugram as well as in, in Gujarat. And soon the Toyota factory in Bangalore will also start making some Maruti cars. Yeah, you got dealers, you got uh, distributors. Luckily for us, no service centers and after-sales support, right? <laughs> uh, but... Uh, what happens in this case is that the moment you standardize your process that a five-minute Balgatha episode takes me a certain amount of time for recording and uh, it requires a certain amount of time for editing, uh, then comes the post-production part, mixing, how much time it takes for me to upload, uh, what is the time of the day wherein I upload, I'll get the maximum number of listens, what are the keywords, what is the metadata, what image should go, you know identify, specify, and and just go ahead and standardize everything. It may change, it may evolve, it may not be 100% compliant all the time. But the moment you do that, you know that a five-minute episode for me is actually an investment of an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing Balgatha right now in two languages, soon it'll be in four languages. Uh, so four episodes is six hours of somebody's time, right? Need not be my time, but the show demands six hours of time. Times, if we are now, we have a total of eight episodes uh, coming up every week uh, starting January. 
probably it's going to take between 20 and 25 hours of time. Mm-hmm. If we standardize everything, again, we do, like I said, if we, if you batch everything, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, it'll probably take you 100 hours of time in the entire month of January. Yeah. But if you do that, you are good till end of March. So we did this last year or this year in May. Uh, we were on vacation to Europe. All the episodes by 15th of uh, April were, you know, uploaded uh, onto Audioboom, our media host, you know, tagging images, metadata, automated the scheduling on social media, etc., etc. And, uh, you know, next four weeks or so, we didn't even have to worry about it. It was just a matter of uh, taking a look at the listener stats and any reviews, etc., etc., you know. The whole thing kind of ran off on autopilot. We're going to do the same thing again this year when we go again on vacation during April and May. Mm-hmm. So that's one way of doing it. Second is uh, now we are very slowly moving away from the uh, the really time-consuming aspects. And, I, and by those means, I'm demeaning or disrespecting those activities. You know, I've done that. They are important, okay? So that involves the actual listening, sitting during the recording, the actual listening. The uh, once editors sent you your first cut, giving them comments, are uh, writing down the the uh, show notes, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, what keywords will go, which image will go, you know, whether you're using Canva or any other tool. Actually uploading the file, tagging. We use uh, social media automation tools as well, mm-hmm. uh, and and there are quite a few in the market. So I'll not you know name one or two, mm-hmm. but uh, you know making sure that everything is uploaded and done and dusted. You know, and your job does not stop there. You also need to automate now your you know new your newsletters, Mailchimp or whatever tool you use, saying that on Friday at six o'clock the episode is going to go live. Do that for every Friday for the next quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Nine times out of 10, things will go right. Uh, There is that one chance that one in 10 that things will not go right. Then your job is only to worry about that one particular instant. For us, the other unique thing is that we we have about 300 or 320 uh, subscribers on WhatsApp. You also are one, uh, right? Uh, We are not very regular with it these days Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons because we use WhatsApp's uh, broadcast list. So whoever's not, uh, you know, added our number to their WhatsApp number, they may not receive it. And for me to manually send it to everyone, uh, it's a lot of copy and paste, yeah, which sure. we are doing away with now. Yeah. You know? So, th- and that has to be done on the day the pu- episode is published. True. So, tomorrow, can we find someone? But then the question is, whoever we find must also be empowered and we need to enough, you know, develop enough confidence in that person to hand them over that WhatsApp number because we are dealing with parents. True. Yeah. So, uh, it's been slow, it's been long, it's been painful. But what we realize is that the moment you look into the what is it that we are doing and what are the steps involved, what are the processes involved, uh, and try to either automate or batch a lot of it, uh, things can be done. I think uh, five episodes or five different shows is about uh, what uh, you know the most a person can handle without losing their sanity. Fortunately, Mrunal helps me out and that's why we're probably closer to eight. Hmm. But I don't think we will go beyond that without really, uh, you know, either eject ourselves or find clones of ourselves. And I think we are (laughs) away from both these steps at this time. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's great insights out there for podcasters listening to this. And I think this is one of the challenges that I have seen in a lot of Indian podcasters, including myself, that we are playing the game of one episode at a time. And... uh, Oftentimes, like, uh, you know, when uh, I had 9 to 5 job and also like a lot of other podcasters, uh, like most of the podcasters in India do have their 
you know, nine to five job and there are very few people, handful of people or maybe, you know, uh, or maybe even uh, not two, three, four, five people uh, that are doing podcasting full time and, um, you know, doing a batch production and especially for the interview podcast like mine, uh, you know, you have to uh, like find guests and record and this and that and there is a whole lot of thing that goes behind that. But uh, I mean, yeah, uh, so at least for the episodes that are solo episodes or, you know, where it's only you talking, uh, then, you know, when you are writing down and you can just write a script for maybe three, four, five episodes at once and then sit down and record it, all of them at once and then, you know, edit them at once. I think that saves a lot of time and also you are done for a month, right? So you just can decide that I have got these two days to for the entire thing and then you are done for a month. Yeah, I mean, that's that's again a really beautiful advice out there. So Amar, now let's, let's do a rapid fire round. Are you ready for this? Ah, uh, yes, I am. One message to budding podcasters. Be prepared for an exciting journey. One podcast that you guys are hooked to recently. Well, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, we started recording. My answer was also going to be Business Wars, but uh, Amit mentioned that <laughs> in his uh, interview. <laughs> so I'll have to come up with something new. Uh, I, I think I'm going to say it's uh, uh, 99% Invisible. Amazing. One podcasting advice to podcasters. Do not compromise on quality. I have... Uh, unfortunately seen many many shows from india and you know we are blessed with a lot of ambient noise in our country be it a dog parking or traffic or construction or whatever oh, yeah. yeah so you know don't take don't take soundproofing or sound enhancement lightly invest that time and you know be be a little finicky uh, i would not say anal but be finicky about quality because uh, now more and more Media houses are getting into production uh, distribution. They do have a lot more marketing resources. You're going to be competing with them. And I mean it in a good way. So the one common differentiator or one common uh, metric that you have with them is your production quality. And if you fall short on that, you lost the plot. One step on podcasting workflow you wish you could skip. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for an interview-based show, it'll be the show notes. Okay. And for any other show, I guess, the listening to the raw footage after the recording is done, before you send it off to the editor. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> if you were editing yourself, then I'm sure you would have said editing, but uh, thanks to your editor who takes care of that. Oh, no, no. I, if I could take a minute, I'm, I mean, you know, I've done editing, so has Mridal, uh, but now we are very fortunate to have found a few very good editors and they're a part of our extended team. And, you know, after a few initial back and forth, they get it. And yeah. like I said, you know, things on autopilot, mm -hmm. I don't even have to tell them what to do. They they just do it. They they find the, uh, you know, relevant mixing sound effects, etc., etc. And uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, no, uh, I, I have a lot of respect for the editing part of it. Yeah. But yeah, listening to the raw footage, it's, it's, it is painful. It is difficult. One thing on podcasting workflow, you love doing the most. I wanted to say looking at the listener analytics, but no, uh, I I <laughs> like to, <laughs> it's not the numbers, it's yeah. not the numbers, but I yeah. like to see where the listeners are coming from, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. And we've been pleasantly surprised. There have been days where in this uh, unknown cities from China have had more listens uh, than, let's say, a Bengaluru or a Delhi. Oh, yeah? that's interesting. And, and yeah, it's, it's sometimes surprising. And sometimes you get like, 
3% of your total listens from Kenya and it's like wow how is that coming about you know yeah. so who is listening and and where they are listening from is something that really excites me and and that's what one thing that i love about the distribution through whatsapp right very quickly you can drop them a note saying thank you very much for subscribing or listening just curious how did you find us you know uh and and you know the question is why would someone from russia or somebody from uh you know kazakhstan or whatever listen to your show mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i i love look, looking at those analytics now you have to complete this if i was not podcasting i would be i would be at a loss you know a part <laughs> of my life a part of what i love doing would be completely left out because of podcasting i have been able to meet phenomenal people again a repetition of amit and you know this is uh, i i completely agree with it uh, be it my kitab podcast or be it uh, some of the other shows that we are working on uh, even you know myths legends and fairy tales of india the depth the variety the diversity of the people that we've met uh, you know imagine this you know you you're sitting in a flight and somebody next to you you kind of get going you hand them over your business card they look at it and say oh my child loves listening to your shows you know wow it's a phenomenal feeling so yeah that's what i love about it yeah i think at least we have to keep saying that unless uh, we start making a lot of money from podcast over that <laughs> <laughs> oh money will come don't don't worry about it uh at certain point in time you have to worry about it but you know first whatever you know we we we've been in it uh, and it's not to say that we're not making money we are uh, yeah. to an extent but yeah. uh, you know had we started worrying about uh, money from episode number 1 and we published about 450 odd so far we True. probably would not have gone beyond episode number 5 yeah absolutely and that's something that uh, the message that we wanted to put across hey if you are trying to get on podcasting because you want to make money then you are not going to survive after 10 episode right it's just the sheer passion and the sheer uh, you know the love for what you are doing and getting those odd messages from your listeners saying hey you know what i listen to your podcast and i really love that episode and that's much 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 bigger than you know anything else so amar now we have come to an end of this interview so where people can reach out to you and listen to your podcast and stay updated about your next podcast okay so uh, our website is gathastory.com and that's g a a t h a story.com there you can find information about uh, all our shows my kitab myths legends and fairy tales of india bal gatha uh, startup nibbles and a few other shows that uh, uh, you know i do not wish to talk about right now but they are coming and we are super excited about those in terms of uh, connecting with me uh, the best way to reach me is uh, via email and i am at uh, amar@gathastory.com and that's a m a r @gathastory.com Guys, make sure that you get in touch with Amar, and uh, also you can find all of Amar's podcast on Castbox. So get Castbox on your Android or iPhone and just get started with listening to amazing stories that Amar shares, both on English and Hindi. And I'm sure you and your kid will not be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, kids and the kids at heart. And uh, before we part ways, uh, just a couple of uh, things. There's uh, there are a couple of documents that I'm working on, which I I spoke about. you know audio quality etc so just this morning i actually went ahead and recorded a short video on you know the basic setup you need for uh, you know get your uh, to get your podcast going and then i'd also put together a document a few days ago uh, i think more than a year ago 
on uh, how uh, to actually go ahead and record your episodes on that, right? Oh, wow. uh, I would be happy to share the links with that with your audience. Uh, for those of uh, you who would like to get into podcasting, uh, we we actually started in a very frugal fashion. So there's a post on Medium that I'd put together that how to set up your recording studio in less than $1,000. So that's less than 7,000 rupees. Yeah. So don't think it's going to be terribly expensive, but make sure that you're very smart about it. Uh, but then, yes, you know, these are resources that I would love to share because a lot of people helped us along in our journey. And there are a lot of resources which are available. I've kind of compiled, distilled, updated and made it kind of India specific. Those are for your audience as a thank you for listening to me talking on this show. Thank you so much for being so generous. I would absolutely love those resources for people to uh, you know, go through and get any sort of help in their podcast launching journey or maybe for the podcasters who already have their own podcast to maybe improve the audio quality or maybe uh, you know upgrade their equipment or what whatnot right so sure just send those across to me and i'll put them on so notes space of this episode super yeah thank you so much Samu, for being on the show yeah thanks so much again really appreciate the chat Hey fellow podcasters and listeners, thank you for joining us today. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, make sure to subscribe to Podcast Unfiltered on CastBox and send us your feedback by leaving a comment there. This podcast is a CastBox original show. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can get all your favorite podcasts. It is where I consume all my podcasts from and I'm sure you will love this too. Thanks again. I'll see you in the next.